Welcome to another special episode of the TIG and Pluto Experience. Hi. We are back. We've yeah. been gone for a while. Yeah, four months. My apologies. Yeah, it's his fault. Pluto went to Mars. And, oh, um, no, no, I'm, I'm not Jake Bezos. No. no. I, kept, I kept pressuring him no. to make another episode. Pluto is now retrograded back onto Earth, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's been works. it's been a crazy few months. You do know what retrograde means, right? Yeah, I know what retrograde means. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. What is it? Well, from an astrological point of view, astrograding, astrograding, retrograding is when the planet looks like it's going backwards in its orbit, but it's really not. It's really the um, it's kind of like the Earth and whatever planet has kind of matched its orbit and Earth is or its rotation revolution around the sun. And so then the Earth starts to pass it because it's in the inner track. And so it looks like the planet that you're looking at is moving backwards. It's just it's still moving forward. It's just now we're overpassing it because our turning revolution around the Earth is a little tighter. Yay! It's called science. Yeah. I I paid attention it in just, my. It just didn't sound like that you used it right because you said retrograding back onto Earth. I also said astrology backwards. when I meant to say astronomy. Oh yeah. So I learned yeah. that in my astronomy class because I am freaking awesome. I wish my school has an astronomy class. That'd be amazing. You do realize you you're talking too softly for the microphone, right? Well, if I speak louder. I would have to cough like I just did. Oh, okay. <clears throat> also, my throat was very dry. I'm not sick. It's just how it is. Speaking of planets and retrograding, we're going to talk about something that has nothing to do with either one of those. Also, I'm your co-host, Pluto. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'm Tig. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I mean, actually, our topic does have a little bit to do with a little bit in terms of celestial bodies, I suppose. Yeah, but what we're going to talk about. It doesn't really about, have to do with that celestial body. It's just named after it. Right. Anyways, Moon Knight. We're talking about Moon Knight. Yeah. So we. Also, we were supposed to have a special guest. Um, it doesn't matter. We don't yeah. want. We don't. We don't like special. We don't like special things. But every episode is a special episode. Because we are special, and if we have special, so things, we don't like ourselves. Well, if we have we don't other like special things. I don't with us it will make us feel we're like we're not special and when everyone's special okay so only everyone, the cereal everyone that talks in this podcast is special so how do i make you feel you make me feel good mm, yeah okay. and special because you're contradicting yourself i'm not contradicting yes, myself are. i'm just i'm just reversing course on what i said mm, yeah, because there's is. a lot of bs coming out of my face and yeah. i don't know what i'm saying right now oh yeah we know so it just it just feels like i'm contradicting but i'm not contradicting <laughs> i am i i i am he is i'm just he is he is i'm saying stuff yeah that i like I also love and then at the I say other stuff that I like, and if it happens to be almost the opposite, what can I tell you? Also, we have a live audience upstairs, and I find it so funny how they just have like a front row seat to our BS. Mm, also, I love looking at the computer as if it's a camera. Yeah, we it's do so that a fun. lot. It, like it, I just, I just stare at the "You're recording right now" time mark and stop recording. I like that. to imagine that someone psychically is looking in on us through the lens of a camera. <laughs> And so it makes me feel better that they can see all of my beautiful features <coughs> as I spit uh, spit words out. Mm, yes, it's, yes, it's a great start. 
So, yes, we are talking about uh, Moon Knight. Yeah. The Disney Plus Marvel show ran six episodes. You know. It is one of the best MCU shows. I would agree. And like, for my ranking, of course, there's WandaVision and Moon Knight. Like, they're tied. They're tied. Because, like, they're both just, like, unique in their own way. And I love them both equally. And then, you know, there's Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's, like, a little bit lower than that. There's, and then Hawkeye, which is, like, still at that same level. Like, they're all pretty close together. And then you get to Loki, which is far down there. I felt like six episodes, when I first knew they were going to do six episodes, I felt like that was not going to be enough. Because I don't remember, Loki was six episodes. And I felt like I wanted more. Winter Soldier, I think, was six episodes. And I felt like you probably could have done that in four. WandaVision was nice because you had those first couple episodes that went through the decade, like the sitcom. So that was kind of fun. And then by the time the plot kicked in, you still have like five other episodes to wrap things up. So that was fun. And I thought Moon Knight was was just the right amount of, yes. of episodes because they they kept it simple. And so it was epic, but not epic. So it was, it was spoilers. Like, it was like contained... At least we haven't said any spoilers yet. Right. Yeah, spoilers if you haven't seen it. So we'll it watch was, it, come back. It was pretty much contained in this one focal plot point, which is something cannot be released. Let's just say that. <coughs> so if you haven't seen the episodes or any episodes and you're going to, you, you might want to leave now. Yeah. So and they come back. Please come back. So the, back. so the final episode ran last week, so we're still freshly new from it. So we'll try to stay away from a lot of things. I thought it was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, because I remember last, like on this one, no, wait, last week. Last I don't, weekend? I don't remember because a lot of things for me, TV wise, <laughs> came out all in the same time and started wrapping all the same time. So I went from. Star Trek Discovery to um, Picard and then Moon Knight started up and then Lois and Superman started up again and then Picard just ended. Now Star Trek New Worlds is out. And so everything is kind of a blur as to when Moon Knight actually finished. I think it was last week. Uh, we know because it was, um, you know, the week of Multiverse of Madness. It came out like before that. Oh, that's well. Then that was last week. No, because it's the fourteenth. Right, last week was the seventh, sixth, fifth. No, no. So it's Saturday. Yes. Yesterday, the thirteenth, Friday. Mm-hmm. Minus seven. Was the sixth last Friday? Oh. You've yeah. Been, you've been yeah. time traveling. Maybe. That's what you prob- that's probably that's your problem right there. Yeah, I'm stupid. Don't listen to me. You're last stupid. Week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, I'm the only one I love to call myself stupid. Oh, okay. Okay, call yourself stupid. I already did, so Oh, good job then. Yeah, Took thank care you. Of that. Thank you. So yeah, it was it was it was a really focused plot. I love how they had the suspense for like the first couple of episodes and that it wasn't like immediately kicked in to action. The interesting thing about these Marvel shows is that they do know how to pace things, but also almost make it feel like if you were to show it all at one time, it would be almost a movie, 
well, definitely by length, but the way that it's written and the, and the scope of it, it's it would be a movie. But of course, because it's a TV show, it's paced differently. So even if you were to lump it all in like two and a half, three hours and put it on the big screen, it would not feel like a movie. It would feel like a crappy movie, actually, if you were to do it that way. Because it's written for television, is written in a pace in a certain way. And I like how it was paced because you don't actually see... No, you do see, yeah, you do see Moon Knight at the very, very end for like 10 seconds. So that was a good lead up. <laughs> and all the things that they had, the Steven character and the um, and the Mark character, that that whole interaction was very important to establish because of because that is the major relationship throughout the entire show. And so it was very interesting to see how they were going to um, do that. I know nothing about Moon Knight, to be quite honest. When I was a kid, I probably had one or two Moon Knight comic books. But I don't remember anything about it. So I didn't know there was this multiple personality disorder thing going on. But it does remind me of another comic book where... That was kind of the same thing, except the person turned into a hero when he fell asleep. It was called Sleepwalker. Anyway, that has nothing to do with uh, my point. My point is... Also, Oscar Isaac's acting was phenomenal. Like that one scene where Mark was giving the body over to Steven in the desert for him to mm -hmm. become Mr. Knight. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, you're in. And then you see like the automatic shift. He's like, sure. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah. So I thought it was really important to establish how that relationship worked and what happens to each of them <coughs> when they, when they shift over into the mm, other something personality. Something stabbed my leg. That hurt a lot. Ow. So that was good. Yes. I did like that. It makes you care about both characters by the time you get to the end, which is which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I also love how they hid Jake from them. Yeah, see, I know nothing about any of that for that character. So when certain spoilers were being shouted out, like, oh, I hope I see this or I hope I see that or I bet that's that. I'm like, okay. And so now I'm watching for three episodes, two episodes, waiting for a character to show up. And so that kind of ruins the twist for me at, at uh, when that when that twist happens. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Although I did not really care much for the villain. Yeah. My understanding is that that he, he is a good villain. And the fact that you don't really care about him. The villain is kind of, you know, in the yeah. comic books, from what I understand, is a um, is a one appearance type of a character. Which kind of makes sense if you're gonna do a show like this to start off with something a little bit out of their league because they're they're new and fresh, but not somebody so incredibly difficult and challenging that you can't top it like the next season. You know? It's almost as if I think I've heard Kevin Feige say it, you know, there's kind of a reason why they, they held off on Thanos. Oh. Because Thanos is a big bad character that can square off with any Avenger 
And, Not Squirrel Girl, though. And win, which is what he actually did. Also, I hope that they bring Squirrel Girl into the MCU. Off topic, but I want it to happen, and I want me to be Squirrel Girl. She starts out as a teenager, and I think that would be great. Well, she does have her own radio show, radio podcast show. Yeah, she's played by Lily from AT&T. That's not her name. Well, that's the only name I know her by. Okay. I don't know her name. Actually, I do know her name. I just don't remember what her name is at the moment. So, yeah, that was all pointless. Mm-hmm. I must say. But yeah, I want her to be brought into the MCU. Marvel, if you're listening. Yes. I think they want that too, actually. <clears throat> the radio show people. I think they really want that too. But the yeah, the villain, I, I mean, he, he did his job for what he needed to do, for what he is. Not really a major villain in terms of, you know, being a real competitive or enemy of Moon Knight, but it was I think it was a good start mm-hmm. considering I feel like that if they started off with somebody like more challenging, like as you said, then it would just you know not really do much for the next season, as you said. I think they wanted to showcase the the scope and epicness of the Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the main threat. And to probably understand and establish that there is a um, kind of a supernatural Egyptian religious aspect also, to I, the entire show. I love how the MCU has multiple different, like multiple forms of the afterlife. Like there's the astral plane in Black Panther, and then there's the field of reeds. And then there's also Valhalla, even though like, we've never seen it. But, you know, with Odin and Friga, you know evaporating up into the air in those little sparkles yeah you i mean they they don't they don't discount any religion also the greek gods coming in thor love and thunder Mm -hmm. i wonder how they're gonna do that with Thena. like her being eternal I, i wonder how they're gonna go about that well i think one angle of it is it'd be funny if all of the olympic gods are also eternals I think one part of it is that not only that, you know, all religions are valid, but also the Greek, all the gods in mythology. I mean, mythology is really just kind of a older form of religious worship anyway. So I'm going to put them all in the the same category of Roman gods, Greek gods, Egyptian gods as being like, a cultural religious thing but i think one angle of it is that some of them most of them or all of them are actually like supernatural aliens it's kind of redundant saying supernatural and aliens considering thor is an alien but he's also kind of supernatural because of the god aspect so i think the egyptian gods are technically like ethereal like actual gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like only their avatars are able to see them. Yeah. So, so I can see how, I mean, you could probably explain it away as gods also being aliens, kind of like the Eternals, right? Mm-hmm. 
how they're aliens, but they're they're celestial and and they're ancient and they're they're godlike and you know they control the cosmos or they can create things. So well, I, I just, think that's how they kind of explain it. And well, Earth like, just happens question. to be a hodgepodge of random people worshiping. It's like the it's like Earth is a magnet, and every alien and godlike well, like, creature wants to like, come here. Olympus, on if they're even gonna have an Athena, or. Like just how all of that Greek god stuff is going to work out in Thor: Love and Thunder. You know what? I, that would would be an interesting storyline is, and maybe they've done that. I don't know because comic books have been around for, you know, almost a hundred years now. Is if they've ever had Athena confront Athena well, like, about being mistaken as Athena? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if Athena, like even exists. Because Sprite made up the stories about Athena in Athens. Like, Sprite was the one that made up all of the stories. True. And that's how, like, you know, Makari became Mercury and Faustos, Hephaestus. Interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait for the summer on that one. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Also, Layla's superhero costume. I love it. Yeah. I do like that character. Yes, I love her so much. Yeah. <coughs> I'm fine. But like most characters that we run into in the MCU as secondary, sometimes I wish that, you know, yeah, sure, if you're into comic books, you know that they become a hero later. And yeah, if you're planning for sequels, you want to pace that stuff out. But sometimes I don't like it when they wait to the last episode or they wait to the last 30 minutes of a movie to give that secondary character, their superhero costume. I think it works for Layla though. Cause like she had no reason to be a superhero until that moment. That is true. And I, as she was a hero for a lot longer than most when you do a reveal like that. And I'm glad they didn't wait for another season. Yes. Yes. You know, to make that happen. But it's kind of like when. What am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm not your brain. I think I lost my thought. Probably. I lost my thought. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come up. I'll come up with examples later. And I'm, maybe I'll bring it up in another podcast. But I think I think many of us. <laughs> have probably seen shows where you know the last 30 minutes is when you finally see that that secondary character have a hero moment or has finally accepted like the thing that they were supposed to be later on Mm. kind of thing it's like watching it's almost as if like you would watch batman and the movie's almost over and then they have a reveal that the kid he just saw was robin and then he just adopted him at the end. He's like, why did you do that? You mean in like the Drug Knight Rises when that one guy went into the Batcave and everybody's like, oh my gosh, is he going to be Robin? And then they never did anything because it was discontinued. Well, that's because they never confirmed or denied whether or not he was supposed to be Robin at the end of that or because the whole intention was for him to put on the Batsuit. He was going to be the next Batman. And he was supposed to have nothing to do with Robin or Dick Grayson persona. He was supposed to be the next Batman. Mm, mm. That kind of a thing. 
I've also only seen that movie a couple times. But but uh, Batman Forever almost reminds me of that, even though Robin does kind of put on a costume midway through the movie, but it's his acrobat costume, and is the costume accurate? And then he gets his new suit like wait, a half wait, an hour. Wait, 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 costume accurate? Or comic accurate. Sorry, I just wanted to point that out to you. And so for it. <laughs> half hour before the movie ends, where they go square off against Two-Face and Riddler, he gets his actual suit that Alfred made. And then he barely does anything. Mm. In my opinion, he barely does anything to be a hero while they go rescue Chase Marinanen. Mm. Or it's like having a really cool vehicle that you just showcased, right? You just reveal it, and then like it gets blown up like five minutes later. Mm. I hate when they do that. I hate when they do stuff like that. Drives me nuts. Mm. Bonkers, I tell you. Absolutely bonkers. But I like I like Moon Knight overall, and I really yes, do yes, appreciate yes, yes, yes. I appreciate the effort and the the intent of having as much of a authentic cultural representation as possible. Mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. it did not feel like it was forced. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was like let's just go hire everybody of Egyptian or Arabian descent. It was almost as if look. We need to do this right. The only the only way we could do this right is to get writers and directors that know what they're talking about, that is of the culture, that know these places or know how to write for these characters in terms of speech and characteriz- characterization, and write f- from the top, from directing to casting, even from the music, it was all like... Yeah. Of the people of the culture. Not yeah. that they just hired everybody of the culture. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's people on the crew and maybe some staff writers and consultants that weren't. But I do like the fact it's not like, well, this is a like black superhero movie, so we need a black writer and black director. It's not like that happened. Because hmm. sometimes you could tell that's an obvious move for some people to do that. Yeah, it's an obvious ploy, but here is kind of like you know what we have all great kinds of talent. What would really make this work better is if we have those specific points of view. We have the diversity. Let's let's pull that talent, and let's let's make something great, as yeah. opposed to well, you got this because we need diversity, yeah. even though you're a crappy writer. Yeah. Also. Um, there's a lot of people in the disassociative uh, identity disorder community that say that Oscar Isaac did really good on representing that disorder. Yeah, and, like I mean, he there's... did good representing how like some system, like how some systems work, because it's like unique to each individual. And yeah, like he did really good, or he did really well on yeah. showing the differences between each of his characters. It's a, it's a, and how they like switch. It is an interesting balancing act because you you want to represent it accurately as much as possible, but you also have to leave room for some dramatic. I don't want to say flair, but some exaggeration to make <laughs> the story. You have to exaggerate some stuff. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say because 
because it's the movie industry. It's a visual art form. It's got to be entertaining, and it's it's a bit in the fiction as well. Of course, you can't just make stuff up completely, but I did find the way that he portrayed these two characters that are very distinctively different. That's redundant. <laughs> different speech pattern, different vocabulary, different posture. The way, obviously, cosmetically, the way the way their hair is different. I think it would be, I think it would be really cool, almost although unnecessary, if if Mark ate with his right hand and Stephen ate with his left hand. <laughs> you know, that would have been that would have been like an interesting character choice as an actor. I probably would have done something like that. Of course, I think I would have to be proficient with. Well, I guess if you're eating from one hand, I guess it doesn't matter. But writing. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, and wouldn't that be interesting if if like they can talk? Well, they do talk to each other now, but they exist in the body, like Mark on the left side and Stephen on the left side for like a scene or something, and they're both writing something it's with called, opposite hands. For those of you out there, it's called co-fronting, where like they're both you know fronting and they're both like controlling some parts of the body, like whether they're, like, they're both present like how um they talk to each other in the body that's like close to how it is are you telling me my genius did not make that up yeah it's an actual thing yeah maybe that's that maybe that's how much of a genius i am that without even knowing it's a thing i know it's a thing also i'm so glad it's a thing that i didn't know it was a thing yeah also i'm so glad that i've done research about that disorder like before the show came out so like it's easy for me to understand how Mark ho- uh, works as a host and Steven as an alter. I like researching disorders, so I know what my problem is. Oh. Maybe you should go see a doctor for that instead. Can I talk about the theme song? Yes. I think it's probably my favorite Marvel theme song. Yeah, it's amazing. I would listen to it all day. Uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier by Henry Jackman is pretty amazing, too. In terms of theme, very patriotic, very epic. But this also just the Knight- wind- also just the winter soldier theme altogether. So the the Moon Knight soundtrack is pretty It's so good. It's pretty epic. Like you take the best Batman theme song, which for me is Danny Elfman. Um I mean, Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer is a close second, but you know, in terms of excitement and epicness, Danny Elfman's Batman theme is, is pretty epic. Moon Knight, I would say is it's it's right there. Yes. It's yes. right there. Yeah, it's, it's been good. that theme song's been in my head for two days. Yes. Two days. But it was fun. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Moon Knight. It was, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Although a little bit of a spoiler here, I I think there was I mean, too much. I think yeah. there was too much in the mental institute. Spoilers. I think there was too much time in the mental institute because I didn't really understand. I got the concept. I understand a little bit of what the point of that was. But the more they spent time in there, the more I started questioning, do I really understand what's happening there? Well, so for – so I actually understand it. Um, in a lot of – I think most systems, if not all, if an altar is not fronting, they're on the inside – which to a lot of people, it'll look like a building or like an outside community of when they're like their consciousness goes on the inside. So to Mark, I think that's what that inside is. 
like if they're not blacked out like how like steven is like awake and then next thing he knows he's somewhere else like that mental institute is what i would call it inside so that is their mind castle basically yeah if, and because they're fractured and kind of schizophrenic it's represented as a mental institute yeah because like uh harrow when he was like you know the doctor he he like um he explained it on how if the he, body is going through something traumatic the brain will come up with something yeah he kind of explained it and kind of didn't and it was it, it kind of bled into so basically the, that mental institute was like the safe place for them yeah but at that time he was spoiler alert at that time he was in the afterlife well, yeah when he when we first saw it he was in the afterlife then after that they but also were... we don't know how the afterlife works so it could be like that too for us yeah i suppose so i guess so i could see that i think i could see that yeah mm-hmm. okie dokie <coughs> well yeah i'm sorry that was a really that was a really good show. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure how much of Miss Marvel I'm going to be looking forward to, but Obi Wan's coming up next on the 27th, and we'll probably talk about that after the six episodes ran. Um, we will be um, we're planning on talking about Doctor Strange and the in the Multiverse of Madness. That one's probably going to be a longer episode than this one right now because I think we have a lot to say about that one. A lot of yeah. talk. We are also going to wait for like a week to yeah. release that so that. You know, especially since we understand uh, to see it about because I multiverse. was so insistent that I like we got to see it on the day it came out on the fifth because yeah. I was like, haha, I want to go see it. So then we ended up seeing it. So yeah, it was very exciting. So we'll we'll be talking about that. So yeah. uh, thank you for listening. It's glad to be back. We hope to do more more frequently and more often. And until then, we will talk to you when you listen later.